On today's episode, we'll talk about some New Year's resolutions for the Dallas Stars. Do a quick World Juniors check-in with Leon Bichelle and Logan Stankoven. And then to close out the show, we'll get you prepared for tonight's game against the Los Angeles Kings. A lot of ground to cover on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars. Hockey coming to you on this Tuesday January 3rd, and whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. Now we can jump into today's episode and a lot of ground to cover, a lot of wide variety of topics. I know yesterday I'd mentioned that Sam Nestler was going to hop on and we were going to discuss uh, Dallas Stars New Year's resolutions, but wasn't in the works today, just didn't work out. Hopefully we'll have Sam on a little bit later this week, potentially discussing the back-to-back that the Stars have. Uh, we'll probably recap the Kings and the Ducks games and just kind of evaluate how the Stars did on those. So apologies for no Sam today, but he probably will be on the show a little bit later this week. So be on the lookout for that. But we're still going to talk a little bit about some Stars New Year's resolutions here in this first little bit of the show. And it's a little bit difficult to come up with specific resolutions for this team at this moment in time because things are going quite swimmingly for the Stars up to this point in the season. There hasn't been uh, too many things that have gone wrong for them on the ice or off the ice for that matter either. They've drafted really well. They've acquired some good free agents. They've locked up a lot of their key pieces for the next several seasons. They've got good veterans. They've got good coaching leadership. But... Every team, as good as they are, can still find ways to improve. And I think one of the biggest areas that the Stars can improve, and it's something that has been touched on continuously throughout the season by myself and other people that cover this team and just people that have watched the Stars in general, and that is, of course, the problem with penalties. The Dallas Stars are one of the more penalized teams in the NHL. 379 total penalty minutes this season, which is eighth most in the National Hockey League, and it, it, I don't know, It's a, the way it's divided up has been bizarre this season, to say the least. Uh, from October 13th, the first game of the season, until November 13th, the Stars were 12th in the NHL in penalty minutes with 154, and then from November 13th to December 13th, uh, the second month of the season, if you will, they actually were first with 189. And so it feels like that things are kind of starting to get better just because I don't think we're seeing as many penalties per game from the Stars, but they're still finding ways to get guys put in the box. And of course, you throw in some, you know, some fighting majors, some game misconducts. It can be a little bit misleading how many minor penalties they've racked up, which they have racked up quite a few this season if you've been watching the majority of the 22-23 campaign. But Early on, that was really an issue for them, was loading the opposition's power play, whoever it could have been. And I really think up to this point, it hasn't been a 
major point of conversation across the league because the penalty kill is so good. I mean, it's a top five, I believe, currently at the time of recording this. It's fourth in the NHL in overall percentage. I mean, the kill and the goaltending, namely from Jake Gottinger, has been fantastic this season, and Scott Wedgwood has had some good moments as well. But if the Stars really do want to take that next step and kind of enter the upper echelon of the truly elite teams in this league, they got to find ways to limit the amount of penalties, but also find a way to continue to keep the penalty kill playing at a high level because even the best teams at being disciplined uh, still find themselves in the penalty box every now and again. But eighth in the NHL in penalties is not quite where you want to be, although it could be a lot worse. And also the Stars, I think, recently have done a pretty good job at drawing penalties and putting their power play on the ice. And the power play currently ranked second in the National Hockey League. So where there's one area of struggle, there's kind of an area that is flourishing a little bit. And that's the Stars getting their fair share of opportunities on the power play, not just getting those opportunities, but they are executing at a very high level when they have that man advantage. And if there was really one other New Year's resolution I would have for this team, it's to find a way to add a little bit more depth without affecting the long-term plan for this franchise because the Stars, like we've talked about on this show, have one of the best prospect pools in the NHL. Logan Stankoven is currently dominating the World Juniors. Leon Bichelle is done at the World Juniors after Monday, but still had a really nice showing. And I think there's a lot of reason for optimism for him going forward. I mean, those are just a couple of the guys. you got Kairu, you got Grushinkov, you've got uh, our Curry. I mean, just a ton of really talented players and a ton of guys at the AHL level as well. But you also, you know, you don't want to sacrifice too many of those guys. You don't want to sacrifice too much draft capital. And if we're being honest, there's not too many guys on the current NHL roster that I think that you would want to trade. I mean, sure, some players are more valuable than others, and some provide more scoring than others, and some provide more defense than others. But I think the Stars have a good thing going with their roster, and you don't want to disrupt the chemistry too much, even if you are bringing in a, a very talented, very gifted player. I mean, it can take a little bit of time for that player to connect with the roster and get things rolling effectively. So, if I mean, I think all the good teams at the trade deadline are going to find ways to add depth. I mean, the true contenders, Boston's going to go out and get people. I imagine some teams from the Metro, even team other teams in the Central Division. I think Colorado could certainly make some moves. Minnesota, Vegas. Edmonton, Calgary, I, I mean, all of these teams, I think, in Los Angeles, who the Stars play tonight, I think all these teams are going to try and going to seek to add depth from some of the teams looking to sell at the deadline. And I think the Stars should try to do the same, but, you know, they don't quite have the cap luxury that some other teams have. And they, you know, have some some veteran pieces, I think, even at the AHL level that they maybe could move. But the question is going to be, what is the value of those players and who is seeking those players out. I'm talking guys like Anton Hudobin, who's really been a topic of trade discussion for several months now, who's playing pretty well with the Texas Stars. And you have to imagine if he continues to play at a high level that there could be some sort of demand at the deadline for some goalie depth. And maybe the Stars could move uh, Anton Hudobin for you know, uh, some depth forward pieces or maybe a depth defenseman. It's going to be really interesting to see how things work out. But if I've learned one thing from the year 2022 and really just my entire time following the Dallas Stars is that Jim Nill and the front office seem to have a really good idea of what they're doing. So that's the resolutions for the team is find a way to commit less penalties and find a way to add depth to this roster to make a legit playoff run. And if there's a resolution for people like me and for other fans of the Stars, it's to trust Jim Nill and the front office that they 
can see things a little bit differently the weekend. I think there were some questions and speculation on what the thought process was behind the Niels Lundqvist trade. And while the Rangers haven't really reaped the benefits of the picks that they got yet, the Stars seem to have done really well by getting a nice defenseman who is still developing and still finding his game, but also playing at a pretty solid and consistent level right now. And so, I mean, it's just little moves like that, as well as the draft moves that have been made, the trade acquisitions, the free agent acquisitions that have been made that make me confident going forward that the right things will be done at the trade deadline to put the Stars in the best position possible to make a deep Stanley Cup playoffs run. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll shift our attention to the world juniors and get caught up with what Leon Bichelle and Logan Stankoven have been up to up in Canada. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and NHL. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on audio only, feel free to leave us a five-star rating or review. If you like the show and want to help us grow and reach new audiences, certainly do appreciate each and every one of you tuning in. Now let's take a minute and talk a little bit about the World Juniors. They're still chugging along, and the Stars certainly don't have the most representation up there. Only two guys uh, had played in this tournament for the Stars, but they are still playing incredibly well uh, and putting on a show for their respective teams. You, of course, got to start with Logan Stankoven, who is second in the entire tournament in scoring behind only Connor Bedard, who is expected to be the first overall pick in the 2023 draft. Bedard with six goals and 12 assists totaling 18 points. Meanwhile, his teammate, Logan Stankoven, two goals, six assists, and eight points in four games played. And Stankoven continues to just do everything right on the ice. He can score, he wins face-offs, he can playmake, he can pass the puck, uh, and especially with you know world-class talent surrounding him, Stankoven, Shane Wright, and a ton of other really talented Canadian players, he's making it look incredibly easy, just like he's been doing with the Kamloops Blazers, all season in the WHL and even last season. And I mean, he just continues to be uh, a guy that people are just shocked that that he went as late as he did in the 2021 NHL draft. I mean, he was drafted at 47th overall. And I mean, seems to be a shoe in for the NHL roster next season. And I imagine that he's going to enter the next NHL season with pretty decent odds at winning the Calder Trophy. Although his current Canadian teammate, Connor Bedard, might have a thing or two to say about that. I mean, this, I think especially after what we've seen this season with Wyatt Johnston, you can't take a rookie entering their first season in the NHL with the Dallas Stars and think not much of them because I think Wyatt Johnston flew under the radar a little bit, didn't get quite as much love or attention as some of the other rookies around the league. Your, your Owen Powers, your McTavishes, your Beneers. And I, I think it, from some angles, rightfully so, those guys were drafted a little bit higher uh, and those teams in desperate need of those players to kind of be, quote unquote, the guy for those franchises. But Wyatt Johnson not really expected to be the guy for the stars as there's plenty of other talent around him. But he's kind of taken the NHL world by storm, scoring a ton of goals early on in the first half of the season. And so 
Logan Stankoven could, I think, do just that, if not outperform what we've seen from Wyatt Johnston this season. I mean, he just does everything incredibly well and plays with a ton of energy, a ton of fire. And I think he's uh, an easy, an easy lock for the roster next season here in Dallas. And he's going to be quite incredible to watch. Uh, and I mean, so far, I mean, we're only seeing bits and pieces of it. But man, this 2021 NHL draft class for the Stars could maybe give the 2017 class a run for its money, uh, which would be quite the feat, given that that class featured Miro Haskinen, Jason Robertson, Jake Ottinger, Jacob Peterson, tons of great players, three of those guys leading the charge for the Stars this season. And Jacob Peterson, a nice piece for the team last season and still doing his thing in the AHL with the Texas Stars and could maybe eventually be a nice role player on the NHL roster long-term as well. But not to be forgotten in the World Juniors is Leon Bichelle, who had a nice tournament for Switzerland, although I did see that they lost on Monday to Czechia pretty bad, and if I'm not mistaken, that eliminates them from the tournament. So Leon Bichelle may be done, but he still had a fantastic run at the tournament. Only two assists, but he was a very effective player, uh, and a lot of the stuff he did well doesn't necessarily translate over to the stat sheet very often. He made a ton of plays defensively, which that's never really been in question with Bichelle ever since he's been a prospect, and especially after he got drafted. No one was questioning the physicality and the, the way that he plays and approaches the defensive side of the game. Really, the questions and concerns came on the offensive side. Could he score? Could he playmate? Could he handle the puck? Could he navigate the neutral zone? Can he carry the puck into the offensive zone across the blue line? And while I think he still has a little bit of a ways to go and still needs to develop in some areas, as many young players still do at his age, I think there's been some reason for optimism and a boost in confidence around the Stars organization and people that follow this team and thinking that this could be another really great pickup in the middle to the latter stages of the first round for the Stars because they picked it, what, 18th overall earlier this summer, and there wasn't a ton of buzz when Michelle went off the board. A lot of the high-profile players had already been taken by some of the teams before, and you know, there were a few good sleeper picks after as well as there is in every draft, but Michelle was just kind of one of those guys. Great. They got another big defenseman. They're looking to add some defensive depth to put alongside Miro Haskinen. But as time continues to go on, go on, this looks like a really solid pickup for the Stars going forward. And now I think there was some speculation that it could be two or three seasons before we see Michelle at the NHL level. But after his performance recently, I think that we could maybe push that to maybe one or two seasons, maybe one season in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars, and then he's able to make that jump to the NHL. Certainly don't want to rush things. You want to give guys the appropriate amount of time to develop their game and find their flow and figure out how they can best utilize their skills at the professional level in North American hockey. But I mean, the sample size isn't that massive, but Liam Bichelle just spent the World Juniors playing against some of the best young talent on the planet and held his own and was one of the better defensive players or has been one of the better defensive players in the tournament. And so it seems to be another draft hit for the Dallas Stars and Jim Nill. And if things continue to pan out well, we could see a defensive core that features Liam Bichelle, Miro Haskinen, Niels Lundqvist, and maybe even Christian Cairo, who's having a nice season in the Canadian Hockey League as well. Really good stuff from this, the future Dallas Stars in the World Juniors, and we'll continue to keep an eye on Logan Stankoven as Team Canada still chugging along. I think they actually played on Monday evening, but it was before I started recording, so not quite sure what the result of that game is, but you have to imagine that Logan Stankoven likely made a big impact in that matchup. 
We're going to take one more quick break, and when we come back, we'll shift our attention to the NHL. The Stars back in action. Their first game in 2023, they head to Los Angeles for a date with the Kings. More on that right after this. Closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars with a quick preview of tonight's game in Southern California. The Stars head to the West Coast for a back-to-back. Tonight, they got the LA Kings, and then tomorrow, uh, they will head to Anaheim for a date with the Ducks. This game, obviously, tonight a little bit more challenging, but you definitely don't want to take these road games for granted, especially against the bad teams. But the Kings, certainly not a bad team. This is the second time out of three meetings that the Stars will get together with L.A. The Stars won the previous matchup in Dallas 5-2. to two. Many will remember that was the first game that Scott Wedgwood started after the injury to Jake Ottinger. And it was a great game all around for Dallas. A huge win for them to get some momentum before hitting the road. And the Kings, I mean, they've had a little bit of an up-and-down season. They, they'll win a few games, and then they'll rattle off some losses. It's just kind of been back and forth, and they find themselves at 21-13-6, second in the Pacific Division. And, and this is just a weird enigma of a team, that they have the talent as far as skaters. They have some really good forward depth. They have guys like Kevin Fiala, who they got via trade from Minnesota, Gabe Velarde, Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe, just to name a few. I mean, I think all of those guys are over 10 goals on the season. They can absolutely put the puck in the back of the net, yet they have a negative six goal differential because the defense and the goaltending has been wildly inconsistent this season. Jonathan Quick uh, has kind of been the go-to guy this season, I guess, with an 8-9-4 record, a 3.40 goals against average, and a .884 save percentage. Cal Peterson, who got the start whenever the Kings came to Dallas a while back, is currently playing in with the Ontario Reign in the AHL. So Phoenix Copley, one of the coolest names I've ever heard in the National Hockey League, has come in as the backup and has done fairly well for this team. 8-1 with a 2.58 goals against average and a 9.05 save percentage. Not really sure who we're going to see in net. I personally hope that it's Jonathan Quick, given the numbers that we see there, but you, you never really know. And you have to imagine the Kings are going to take the best steps possible to try and contain a Stars offense that has been clicking as of late and scoring tons of goals. What, they scored five in Minnesota the other night. They scored five against the Sharks at home on New Year's Eve. The Kings are going to try to bring out all the stops to either slow down the Stars defensively or try to find a way to match the production that the Stars can bring offensively. And that's going to be easier said than done at the 5-on-5. And on the special teams, the Kings coming into this game with the 13th best power play in the league, executing at about 23.2%. But then where things take a hit for the Kings is on the penalty kill, matching up with what we see on the rest of this lineup. Not very good in terms of goals against. The goal differential, not that good, and that is very reflective of the 28th best penalty kill that the Kings boast, only executing on the kill about 71.6 or 72% of the time. The defense and the goaltending not been necessarily kind to the Los Angeles Kings this season, and that's how they have lost the majority of their games, similar to the Edmonton Oilers, where they have the forward talent and the offensive firepower to score three, four, five goals a game, but they don't necessarily have the defense or the goaltending to keep pace with that night in, and night out. So that is something that the Stars are going to have to take advantage of on the road, where they've been particularly good this season, especially as of late. In the month of December, the Stars went 5-1-1 and on the road with a plus-7 goal differential, while at home in the month of December, the Stars were 5-2-1 and with a plus-5 goal differential. So still good numbers at the American Airlines Center in the month of December, but 
if you look at those numbers, and of course you could do a little bit more digging, the Stars, it seems, were a little bit better on the road, which they played a good chunk of their games in December, it felt like, on the road. They had that long five-game Metro road trip against some of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, some of the best teams in the league, and they were able to hold their own, and they found a way to defend home ice as well. That's one of the great things about this year's Stars team is that they can find ways to win both at home, but they're also finding ways to pick up points on the road, which has been a difference maker for them this season and a huge reason why they're in the position that they are, which is first in the Central and atop the Western Conference as well. So they need to keep that trend rolling of playing well on the road because that's really just been the key for them this season is finding ways to pick up those points, especially getting two points out of those road contests and going four for four on the last two game road trip. Huge for them because those were division wins. And while these aren't division opponents, you still need to pick up these points, especially tonight. you got to get two tonight and then hope you're not too tired or worn down to get two more the following night against the lowly Anaheim Ducks. I imagine we're going to see a split in net for the stars. Someone Wedgwood or Ottinger will get the start tonight and someone will get the nod tomorrow. I would guess that we maybe see Scott Wedgwood in this game just because it's been a while since he's played. Give Jake Ottinger the night off and let Wedgwood do his thing. He played really well against the Kings last time out. You give Jake some rest, and then you have him ready to go on Wednesday. That's how I do it, but if history shows us anything, I'm always wrong, so we're probably going to see Jake Ottinger in net and then Scott Wedgwood getting the start in Anaheim tomorrow. But we'll keep an eye on for what the coaching staff does for this roster. Freddie Olofsson officially recalled from the AHL. He'll be with the team on this road trip. And Denis Gurionov did practice on Monday in Frisco before the team took off for California. So that is something to take note of. He's been gone for a couple weeks, but he's now back. But he has to get reacclimated uh, and get caught up to speed, uh, in the words of Coach Pete DeBoer, with this team before he's able to get back out on the ice and play with the squad. This is also a Dallas Stars dad road trip, which I believe was a surprise, but then the social media team throws up some pictures of the team boarding the plane with their dad. So a lot of other teams have already done this this season. It looks like the dads, and I know there's been some mom's trips as well. They've had a ton of fun, and hopefully the Stars are able to have some fun with their dads as well. Should be a good road trip, and hopefully one that the Stars can celebrate with at least, at the very least, three out of four points, if not four out of four points. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. You can also follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. And you can find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter. But be sure to tune in tomorrow for a game recap of what goes down in Los Angeles tonight. Hopefully should be out uh, early in the morning. Obviously, the game's starting at 9 o'clock Central Time, so don't expect a midnight episode release because the game might not even be over at midnight Central Time. So it could be coming to you early in the morning, but we'll have some sort of recap up tomorrow talking about what transpires in Southern California tonight. But I hope you guys have a great Tuesday, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.